You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome into Loho Daily. I am Loho, a.k.a. Lawrence Holmes. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. I was so wrapped up in what was going on with the Bears that I forgot that the Cubs were doing a thing on Monday morning with Theo Epstein, which I was happy to to see and hear. And I've since gone back and watched all one hour and seven minutes of the press conference that Theo Epstein had. There was a lot in there to dissect. And honestly, I imagine that there's going to be multiple episodes of this podcast talking about that. I think everyone who is around the Cubs is trying to figure out how they can go about changing. How can they look different? Baseball in 2020 and Theo and his uh, group of, of executives is partly to blame. And I, I use the word blame. I don't mean it as a pejorative. Let's say it this way. Are part, partially responsible for the way that baseball has changed, where the game has been, well, let's find some inefficiencies. Let's figure out how to use on-base percentage and find guys and stack lineups with guys who have high on-base percentages and guys that hit the ball out of the yard. Let's marry those two things together, back it up with a really strong bullpen so that we can shorten games and have hitters seeing different pitchers throughout a game that are bringing gas, that are bringing 97, 98, 99, in some cases 102, like Araldis Chapman. They've been successful in, in creating a team that was able to win inside of that environment. The entire legacy of Theo Epstein as the guy in charge of the Cubs is incredibly successful, and it should not be viewed as anything other than that what he's accomplished for the Cubs is unprecedented and fun when they came in when the group that would end up winning the World Series came in led by Theo Epstein the Cubs were out in the wilderness man and they were also back in the Stone Age You talk to people who were around the Cubs back then. You had scouts who, even in 2012, were working with flip phones. Can you believe that? There wasn't a centralized database to keep all of the information that the scouts were getting from the road. That was one of the first things that the Cubs under Theo Epstein had to do. They had to modernize the operation. And I'm telling you, this is one of the greatest accomplishments of this regime. Obviously winning the World Series, but the fact that they were able to get the Cubs organization into the 20th and 21st century. They had to first get them into the 20th century. Then getting them into the 21st century is something that they should be extremely proud of. You look at what's been built, the facility in the Dominican Republic, What they've done out there in Mesa with Sloan Field is just, Sloan Park, 
it is really amazing, that complex. I remember having a conversation a few years ago with Theo when they opened up Sloan Park. And you know my background is I'm someone who comes from football. Like, I covered football for a big portion of my career. And I walked around that place, and I was like, my goodness, this place looks like a football facility. So I asked Theo about it, and he was really nice. And he told me that they had talked with the Patriots about how to build a facility where they could get more people involved and they would have like this giant meeting room where they could meet with everyone inside the organization. And they created this place that players wanted to stay at. Spring training sucks. And anyone who's ever covered it or been a part of it will tell you that that's the case especially those first few weeks where there's no games, where you're really just out there practicing and guys are just getting their work done. You want to make sure that the facility is a place where you want to be. And for forever, if you're talking about Ho-Ho Cam, I mean, that place. And I know that the A's are there now, or at least last I checked, they were there. That place is a dump compared to what some of the new facilities are like down in in the the Phoenix Scottsdale area. So here are the Cubs with their brand new facility that is an inviting place for players to be at. And that's a testament to the vision that Theo Epstein had. He's a really good world builder. And he built up a world for the Cubs and Cubs fans where the organization could just sit there and go, all right, we are now acting like we are a top-notch franchise. We are not just resting on the history. That type of world building continued with the remodeling of Wrigley Field. And not just the field, everything surrounding it. I was having a conversation with a friend of mine who hadn't been back to Chicago. My friend Annette, she moved away in 2015. And she came back home last summer. And I I said, have you been to Wrigley yet? Because she was remarking on how different Hyde Park looked. How now in Hyde Park, it's called downtown Hyde Park on 53rd Street, which is really bizarre to all of us that, live in Hyde Park but she was remarking how uh, how different it looked on 53rd Street like up and down 53rd Street and I said have you been to Wrigley yet she's like no why I said just go you don't even have to go to a game just start on the corner of Addison and Clark and walk around and she told me that her mind was absolutely blown after seeing the way that Wrigley Field has changed. And the Ricketts deserve credit for that, too. Like, they've kind of created their own little fiefdom down there. I say all of that to say that the visionary work that Theo Epstein has done for the Cubs as an organization, and I guess we could probably say the city as a whole, has been remarkable. He's also been pretty clear about how he thinks that there are times when you need to evaluate where you are 
and walk away. He talks about the idea of the expiration date a lot. That happens a lot in conversations. That you've been at a place too long. Trust me, like I have those feelings sometimes. I've been at the score my entire adult life. And there are days where I go, have I reached an expiration date? Do I still resonate with the audience? Am I still a valued member of the SCORE family? Like all of those things. And my conclusion is, yes, I still feel like a valued member and I still feel like I'm connecting with the audience. But that's a long damn time to be at one place. And in baseball, 10 years is a really long time to be at one place. And I wonder if Theo is starting to think about all the different things that he's capable of doing. He's still a young man. There's a lot of good that he could do. What's he, 48? There's a lot of good that he can do, and I'm not sure he has anything left to prove in baseball. But during his conversation that he had with the media, check out what he said. There was a report about him discussing his future with Tom Ricketts. And there's a lot of people who believe that at the end of this year or somewhere before, he will move on and go do whatever it is the next thing is that he wants to do. Here's how Theo responded to that. Yeah. Uh, look, after every season, um, we get together as, as leadership, um, baseball ops leadership and ownership, and, and, and we talk about uh, the state of the club, the state of the organization, um, what lies ahead in the future, how to improve going forward, how to position ourselves. Uh, for long-term success. So, and, and as part of that process, I, I, I usually meet um, one-on-one with Tom as well. So um, those are meetings that um, we're looking forward to having. Uh, <laughs> we were hoping to do it uh, quietly and behind the scenes. Uh, we'll still, still do it as, as quietly as possible. But I think that, you know, that was the thrust of the article was essentially that we're going to meet. And, and we do do that every year. Look, I've been uh, transparent about, um, you know, my, my feeling that after a certain period of time, there, there can be real benefit for, for both an individual leader and for the organization uh, uh, for, some, for change. And, um, uh, you know, I've, I've not backed away. I think I mentioned it the first day I was a Cub and, and, and again, when I signed my second contract. So uh, I'm not going to run away from, from those feelings, but I also am as invested uh, in the Chicago Cubs um, as, as our, our leader in baseball operations today as, as I was at any point in, in the last nine years. And um, I woke up this morning, you know, you know th- thinking about how we can improve for next year and position ourselves for long-term success. But, you know, given, given, uh, given the things I'm on record with about, you know, the benefits of change at a certain point, it just means that you you have to be smart in, in discussing uh, the timing and nature of a transition because it's inevitable at some point. Um, my expectation is that I'll be here. Um, and and, and the, my, my expectation also is that I'm going to do whatever uh, is, is best for the Cubs every day. And um, that means being thoughtful um, about a transition whenever that may come. Um, but I'm focused on, on the 2021 Cubs and, and how to position ourselves for long-term success. I wouldn't expect anything different from Theo Epstein. I expect him to, to go do his job 100%. And when I was talking about 
things left to prove. I'm talking about to baseball. He doesn't have anything to prove. That, that guy's going into the Hall of Fame the moment that he's eligible because of what he did in Boston, what he's done in Chicago. His resume is not for debate. I do wonder if he feels like he has anything to prove to himself. Watching what's happened in baseball and how there have been other organizations, and one has done it in a nefarious manner, that have started to pass the Cubs by as far as what it takes to to win. I, I think the Rays are a really good example of incredible organizational strength and longevity, the way that they built their team. If they had a little bit of money, they're already competing for a World Series. They had a little bit of money. Imagine what they could do. And that's what the Dodgers, like the Dodgers are the Rays on steroids. Like we'll do all of that stuff that you're talking about, all the developmental stuff, all the scouting stuff. We're going to do all that. And then we're going to add a billion dollars to it. And that's how you end up winning eight division titles in a row. And you're always in and around the World Series. The Cubs won a division this year. We shouldn't ignore that. And I know that it feels a little hollow because they lost two games and then poof, they were out of the playoffs. They won a division that is getting increasingly more competitive. Don't let the Brewers' under 500 record fool you. But there's something missing from this team. And, and it becomes the mission of Theo Epstein and Jed Hoyer to figure out what's missing and how to build this team the next year and, and hopefully diversify what it is that they do on offense because that's where I think, they, I think they've got a lot of other things figured out, but they've got to figure out how to get more guys on base with hits and, and in some cases walks. But as we talk about Theo, I want you to keep in mind, like, this guy is, the impact that he's had on baseball, the north side, city of Chicago, the way that we think about baseball, can't be overstated. I hope that he chooses to do whatever he wants. Like, I, I'm happy if he walks away from baseball because I feel like, there's so much that he can accomplish, whether he wants to go into education or if he wants to go into politics, if he wants to go into activism. The skills that he has, I think, make him an incredible champion for whatever cause is in front of him. So I wish him a lot of luck. I like him a lot. I've had the opportunity to have an hour-long conversation with him. The guy's brilliant. And his brilliance is so evident that you go, is he wasting it on baseball? Cubs fans will probably say, no, man, he got us a World Series. And you're right to say that. But it's one of the things that I think about. And I wonder if he's thinking about it. I'm curious to see what he does next both with the Cubs and whatever it is that he wants to accomplish in his life and career. Thanks for listening.